Welcome to the Plainfield Christian Church Podcast. We hope that the message today encourages you. Today's podcast comes from our weekly Facebook Live broadcast called Weekday Chat. To tune in live and interact with us online, join us during your lunch on Facebook, Wednesdays at noon. Enjoy today's podcast. Welcome back to Weekday Chat, uh, where we meet with you once a week to talk about where we have been and where we are going. And gentlemen, I will tell you where we are going. It's February the 12th. Uh, Valentine's Day is coming up in a couple days. So this is your friendly reminder. If you've not yet gotten a card or some chocolates or some flowers, get on it. You're welcome. And if you have nobody to give them to, just drop them off here. We'll yes, enjoy them. Yes, we enjoy them very much. Uh, yes, absolutely. <laughs> I'm Luke. I'm one of the ministers here at PCC. Yeah, and so. I'm Steve White, senior minister here. And we like uh, touching base with you middle of the week. Thanks to those of you who say something uh, that's meaningful to you. Uh, just to touch base and give you some encouragement. We're encouraged by you tuning in also. If you have any questions, feel free to leave them or any kind of any remark or testimony you want to leave. That's great, too. We love hearing from you. Mm-hmm, absolutely. You had a good message? Or I guess no, it wasn't you, you weren't preaching. You're I, not I even, paid a lot of attention. <laughs> that is a guy named Chris that's stuck. Oh, it me. wasn't you? Yes. No wonder. There's another stud. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Chris Irwin, one of our uh, mission partners, uh, spoke on Sunday, and he did a really good job. He I've did, just been so wrapped did. up on your message from two weeks ago, I just can't get over it. I'm sure. You nice know. cover. Why don't you recap the sermon for us from Sunday? <laughs> Clearly, I can't. <laughs> Chris was really good. It was it was all making us aware of the church and, and where we have to shift. It is so hard to shift because we get used to our patterns, our way of doing church. And the older we get, like me, you know, I have these old traditional ways, and to keep changing and shifting with culture mm-hmm. is a huge challenge all the time. Yeah, it was fascinating for me to hear. He has a unique perspective being in Europe where they're 20 years yeah. ahead of us culturally saying, hey, we've yeah. been where you're getting ready to go, where Christendom is dead and the institutional church isn't respected. But, and churches in America yeah, are dying. Yeah, absolutely. But it's not the end of the world and we can live missionally and here's what exactly. we learned. It was, exactly. it was really cool. So we are, we are living... In a society today yeah. where people are skeptical of the of the church and of religion and all of those kinds of things. So um, how does that then affect, Steve, um, how we live and how we live missionally in the world right now? Well, I think um, the, the age in which we live has grown increasingly skeptical mm-hmm. about any message that sounds exclusive. Yeah. And Christianity is exclusive. I mean, in that... We believe Jesus is the only way to life. Mm-hmm. The Bible is the source of truth. Jesus is the source of truth. And we have an increasingly pluralistic society. Mm-hmm. And when you have that kind of society, it's like, who's to say? But at the same time, no faith, no religion is as inclusive as Christianity. Absolutely. It crosses all kinds of barriers, welcomes all kinds of people. And it doesn't matter your past. It doesn't matter your story. Jesus embraces. That's the strength of our story. So there mm-hmm. is, is exclusive, but yet terribly inclusive at the same time. And I think we, we got to remember that that's in our favor as we build bridges with people. I think also that we've been so mistaken through the years in isolating ourselves. Mm-hmm. Chris mentioned it Sunday. And I would just I would just reiterate that that we 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 sometimes live in this fear that if we're connected with the world too much that we're going to become like the world, mm. and and we're taught we're taught that we're light for the world. Yeah. And Israel, 
uh, was their problem. They had two purposes, and that was to be a light for the other nations and to bring Messiah into the world. And they forgot their call. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jeremiah the prophet had to correct the people because false prophets had said, now in your captivity, you know, stay away, you know, stay away from the city. Jeremiah said, no, that's wrong. Go into the city, plant your gardens and get married and raise your children. Yeah. And we need to live with the confidence the one in us is greater than the one that's in the world. Mm-hmm. And I think we forget that sometimes when we are, we are in the world all the time. And, we, and, you know, basically we forget our commission that takes seriously Jesus' commission to make disciples. I think, I think we have been pretty lame in our preparation to give a defense for our faith. Peter said, always be ready to give an answer for the hope you have. Mm-hmm. And I don't think we've done very well at that. And because of that, we're afraid we're going to be asked questions we don't know how to answer. And well, let's get ready. I mean, let's yeah. learn those what those questions are and be prepared. That sort of thing. That's so Any true. Any additional things you want to add? Yeah, no, I think you hit the nail on the head for sure. A, a few things I thought of when I was trying to think of specifically what people are skeptical of. I think people are skeptical of easy answers. Mm-hmm. You know, the A plus B equals C, the trite little formulaic kitschy things that you can put on a gospel right. tract. You know, right. that if you live this way, then this will happen. And Life is just messier than that in a fallen world. So I think they're looking for some people like us to, as we explain the hope that we have, be willing to embrace the tension and live in this world that's not really black and white, but there's a lot of gray that we have to wade through. And here's how we're wading through the gray with the wisdom of God and with, with his word, you know. So they're looking for us to be willing to be honest and live in the tension, you know. I think people are also really skeptical of, of hypocrisy. I mean, we've seen it over and over again. How many church ministers have fallen and failed? How many politicians, how many people in authority have turned out not to be living what they're speaking, you know. And, and they're skeptical of that. I recognize there's people skeptical of that when they come into our building. And so... Yeah, and I want to say there's a difference between still being wrestling with sin absolutely and being hypocritical it's yeah. two different things we all struggle with yeah. sin and temptation yeah hypocrisy is purposely living two lives absolutely so i think the world has hypocrisy confused yeah you're 100 percent right and so i think they're looking for us to live honestly and say yeah, yeah we do struggle yes. and but but here's the difference in how we struggle and we're not trying right. to lead a double life you know right. i think people are skeptical of institutions and institutional authority and those kinds of things which is again why it's so important that we're living missionally and living relationally with our neighbors and saying uh, this is what it looks like to follow jesus day in and day out and uh, people are skeptical of absolute truth that we uh, claim to live according to this book that is uh, the direction for everything that we do and people are skeptical of that um, but I think it's important also that we point to what happens when you don't live according to an absolute right, truth things right. just fall apart you know so, so Luke and what's it mean I mean what if you take all <laughs> this it's all true and it, it, you know I think people are very fearful who are people in the Lord yeah that we can cave to culture. And mm-hmm. we don't want to cave to culture. No, no. But we do want to adapt. Mm-hmm. So what's that look like? What's that What's that mean? How How should? How have we failed? How, what do we need to do to adapt to culture? Yeah. Uh, caving. Yeah, no, I think you're right. I, I loved your analogy of the of the God's people when they were in exile, you know, yeah. and, and Jeremiah's encouragement to them. And I think, yeah, we it, it requires being around people. And first and foremost, it means you got to be in Christian community who are going to keep you within the guardrails of God's truth, you know. So you got to be soaking yourself yes. in God's word. you got to be in a home group with other believers who are helping challenge you and shape you and reminding you of what's true because um, we all hear the messages that aren't true over and over and over again. So first and foremost, we have to be consistently intaking truth. But we also have to be around unbelievers. We're called to be salt and light. Yeah. I heard a 
a, a pretty shocking little story in the country of Indonesia several centuries ago that the Muslim religion and Christianity came into Indonesia at roughly the same time. Um, but with, when the Christians came to Indonesia, they built their little mission compounds and they started churches and things like that, but they wanted to make the Indonesians uh, like Western culture. Yeah. And they stayed in their little holy huddles and said, you come to us. Whereas when the Muslims went into Indonesia, they lived in the communities and they were out among the people. And now uh, there's 225 million Muslims in Indonesia. It's the largest Muslim mm. nation in the world. Mm. Um, and and uh, we have missed our call in a lot of ways to live as salt and light. And salt does no good unless it's put on the food. And light does no good unless it's shining right, into the darkness. In, right, you know. Right. Mm. So what would you say? Well, I think... The Western Church, we, we, we've, we've got to continue this shift from coming to church mm-hmm. and going to them. Yeah. And I think even it's a, even a misnomer that we've said all these years, come to church with me because people are the church, not the location in the building. Mm-hmm. I mean, the very invitation itself does not stand really in line with, with who we are as believers because yeah. this is a relational faith. And sometimes I'll, when I meet a person, I might say, well, tell me about your spiritual journey. And invariably, they'll talk about where they went to church. Mm-hmm. And I'll say, okay, now I know where you went to church. Tell me about your relationship with Jesus. Because yeah. it's two different things, right? And I think we, have to, we just have to change our thinking about going where they are, what you just already touched on. And I think we have to, in our testimony, this is, this is one of the challenges. Because we can find really good people in all walks of life. Mm-hmm. I mean, atheists can do some really, and they do some really lovely things, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And other religions. I mean, every religion has some sort of stated golden rule. Yeah. So being a Christian isn't simply about being nicer and better and a mm-hmm. good person. We can find that it's about being a forgiven person. Yeah. And it's about this sin and the shame that we have. That, that only Jesus can take care of. And that's got to come out more in our testimony than, well, he just makes me a better person. Well, there's lots of ways to become a better person. And mm-hmm. certainly Jesus does that. Yeah, absolutely. But it's about being free mm-hmm. from, from the wrong I know I've done. Yeah. And I'm right with God. I was talking with a lady yesterday who's, who does this really well, and she and her husband love to ride Harley motorcycles. And so she was telling me just about how they have turned that into a little ministry for them. And right. they have a side business where they have – it's like a sewing business. So they get a lot of business like sewing patches on leather jackets and things like cool. that. And every time they do, they hand the person a business card that says, hey, while we were sewing your patch, we prayed for you. And, wow. you know, in, in biker culture, there's a lot of uh, addictive things that go sure, on there. And so sure. they use that as an opportunity to point people to celebrate recovery and hope there. And it's just like, man, that's – that's our call right there. Well, and that's that with the Great Commission, since we know that participles as you're going, mm-hmm. and that's what they're as they're yeah. going, they're yeah. doing what they love to do and bringing Christ into it. Yeah, that's what we're supposed it's to beautiful. be beautiful. Right. So uh, the rubber meets the road. We want to be living this out too, uh, right? This yeah. is where this is where it hits home. So, Steve, how how have you tried to do this personally uh, to meet people where they are to share God's love? How's it going? Well, I need to do better. I want to start <laughs> there. I need to do better. I try to just in the marketplace always plant seeds where I am. You know, if I'm at a store, if I notice somebody is blank or troubled, I'll, I'll bring that up. You know, just to build a bridge. Seems like you're having a bad day or a troubled day. Mm-hmm. If if they admit it, then 
I, well, I want you to know I'm going to pray for you. What's mm-hmm. your name? You know, just a little C like that. Also, being in the positions we are, we're always running into people, yeah. you know, um, who, who, are, who are seeking the Lord if they come here mm-hmm. or uh, as we do other kinds of things in the community because of our roles. And um, in those situations, whether it's doing a funeral or a wedding or somebody asks us to go to the hospital to see somebody, I find that when I initiate, say, could we just get together and talk? Are you open to that? I Only one time in 40 years of ministry do I remember somebody saying, no, I'd rather not. Sorry about that. Mike. Which, <laughs> um, people are willing to talk yeah. about their spiritual journey or confusion or something. Mm-hmm. And I love finding people like that. Yeah. And I do that. And I love doing that. Um, also... Uh, this is an old story now, but when Diane and I had the atheists come to our house, mm-hmm. I knew a few and said, why don't you just come over? And so for a year, we met together. Uh, no fruit came from it, but at least the seeds were planted and their lives aren't over yet. Yeah. And I hope something happens before the end. Um, so, you know, I, 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 we do try to live it out. Diana tries to do it at, at where she works and... I try to do it just on a natural basis, day-to-day where I go. It's hard to do it without sounding artificial. Yeah. And too, um, I don't know, this sounds terrible, too Jesus freakish. Yeah. It's got to be natural and out of out of genuine concern for the person. Yeah. And I think uh, we've got some plans for this year, what we're going to do. And I hope those, I'm going to talk about them because I don't want to be accountable yet. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but we've got some thoughts of what we're going to do this year to make a difference. Yeah. How about you? And, you're also and, good with your neighbors. Well, and, and to your credit, you're way better at it than you say you no, are. No, I'm every, not. Steve, every time we go out to a restaurant. Let's don't fight in front of companies. <laughs> <laughs> Wait till the camera turns on. <laughs> every time we go out to a restaurant, you're calling the waiter or the waitress by name. You're asking questions about them. You're learning their lives. You're having genuine conversations, treating them like people. And then it does require a step of boldness. And I've seen you time and time again ask a waitress, hey, do you have a church home or are you a believer? You know, mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm sensing something about you. You seem to have a lot of light in your eyes. Tell me, tell me your story. And like you do that. And so that's what it is. You know, it's caring about the person and then having the boldness to put in a good word for God. You know, yeah. Yeah. Um, one of the things in my life is that a, a commitment I've put in place this year is when I drive by or or uh, when I get home or when I go outside, if I ever see my neighbor outside my house, I will not go inside without talking to them. And I that, like, hurts me because I'm an introvert, right? And one of my favorite things is push that garage door opener, push it again, I'm in my castle, you know? But to go home and if I see my neighbor, I'm going to at least at least make some small talk and have a conversation. Um, and that's that's borne some fruit, you know? And yeah. I'm hoping to earn some credibility enough with those people Excellent. to, to be able to share you. that with them. You so. and Rebecca are so good about that. So, anyway. You're a good example for me. Uh, we have a lot of stuff coming up. You have a you have a good sermon prepared for Sunday. Well, we'll yeah. see how good it is. <laughs> I think As he is actually preaching on Sunday. So. <laughs> yeah, I actually am. And it's that familiar story, the Good Samaritan, we're all familiar with, and it's played out in a lot of ways. But, you know, every time I visit it, I, I mean, already I've been so convicted even writing it for Sunday. I, uh, the Holy Spirit is convicting me of things, mm-hmm. and out of it, I've made some personal choices, you know, already that I want to apply it in my life. And so I hope that we're all brave enough to just let Jesus confront us by this familiar story again and uh, take it deeper. Yeah. Hope you join us Sunday. Thanks so much for joining us today. We can be kind of uh, 
uh, uh, weird sometimes <laughs> and playing off each other. But this is how we do live every day. We yep. love being together, and we love you all and are so grateful. You're in our church family, and we look forward to seeing you in the Lord's Day. Have a good week. Thank you for listening to the podcast today. It's our desire for you to grow in your understanding of Christ's love as you partner with us in our mission to love all people to new life in Christ. If you have any questions about our church or would like to plan a visit with us, go to plainfieldchristian.com. If you would like to receive our podcast every week, we encourage you to subscribe to the Plainfield Christian Church podcast on whatever podcasting platform you prefer. Have a great week.